This is the Solemnity of Pentecost, and you're listening to the Gospel of the Lord and the homily of Reverend Angelo Satino, pastor of Nativity of Our Lord Parish in Warminster, Pennsylvania. be with you. Reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. On the evening of that first day of the week, when the doors were locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands and his side. The disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, and whose sins you retain are retained. The Gospel of the Lord. My brothers and sisters, today we celebrate this great feast of Pentecost, the fulfillment of Jesus' Paschal mystery, his suffering, death, resurrection, ascension, and finally the fulfillment of his promise to send the Holy Spirit, the paraclete, to dwell with his disciples forever to lead and guide them and sanctify them to be the body of Christ in the world for all times. What does that mean to you personally? I'd like today to be a moment of grace for all of us. We celebrate many things. We celebrate birthdays and anniversaries and graduations and all kinds of things. And most of the time, we celebrate them in a way that really has no bearing on transforming who we are. We have rituals we go through, birthday cakes and anniversary cakes, well wishes and cards. But how often do we stop on those days to reflect upon who and what we are celebrating and what impact they have made on our lives. On your birthday, do you ever take time to reflect upon your life, where you were, where you are, where you're going, the blessings, the graces, the people? When it's someone else's birthday or celebration of some sort, do you reflect on them and the meaning that they have in your life, where you were in relationship, where you are in relationship, the blessings that have come because of that. Today I'm going to ask you to reflect upon your receiving of the Holy Spirit. Most of us don't remember our baptisms because we were too young. But most of us, even those of us who are older, can remember confirmation. We receive the Holy Spirit in both those sacraments. 
And what did that Holy Spirit mean to us? Or what does it mean to us? Religion, the sanctification that the sacraments bring us, are not just for kids. The sanctification that Jesus gave us through the sacraments and the Holy Spirit are what guide us on the journey to be who God calls us to be. His people, the body of Christ in the world today. So think about it. What did your confirmation and your receiving the Holy Spirit mean to you when it happened? And what does it mean to you today? Let's look at this first sending of the Holy Spirit. The disciples, Jesus' closest followers, they're hidden up in a room, locked away, scared to death. Because Jesus has just been put to death. And although there's rumors of his resurrection, they're not sure what to believe or what to think. And they're afraid what happened to him is going to happen to them. And so they lock themselves up. And in the midst of those locked doors, Jesus appears. The locked doors didn't hold him back or keep him out. And he said, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. So what were those disciples probably thinking? Turmoil, confusion. They were afraid that what happened to him would happen to them. They were confused in their faith because, remember, they didn't have 2,000 years of faith in Jesus to base their thoughts and ideas on. They were the first disciples. And there were many things being said about who Jesus was and wasn't. So they were confused in their faith. And they were probably guilty and feeling like they weren't good enough. Because remember, every one of them had run away when Jesus was in his greatest need, in his passion. Peter denying him and the others scattering out of fear. So if this was Jesus, if this was God, they probably felt guilty and unworthy. My brothers and sisters, when Jesus breathed on them the Holy Spirit... The first thing he said was, go into the world and forgive sins. Because sin is what keeps us separated from God. Sin is what holds us back from being who and what we're called to be as the children of God and the members of the body of Christ in the world. So Jesus said, go forgive those sins. Reunite these people with God so that they can be who they're called to be. And so what happened? After that experience, the doors were opened and the disciples, filled with courage and confidence that God was with them, went into the world and preached Jesus Christ and his message. To an often hostile world, because all but one of the disciples died a martyr for preaching Jesus. What holds you back from being who God calls you to be? From preaching Jesus Christ out in that world? 
You know, Christianity and Catholicism isn't real popular with the philosophy of the world today. So many of us practice it privately and quietly. We don't want to disturb anything that is politically correct. We don't want to be disturbed. And so we hide in private and practice our faith. That's not who we're called to be as the body of Christ in the world, as the children of God. So fear, confusion about your faith, and also that sense of guilt. I'm a sinner. I don't deserve to speak and act in God's name. We're all sinners. And that's why we're given the sacraments to be sanctified through those sacraments over and over again so that we can continue to recognize the unconditional love of God in our lives and go out there and be the body of Christ to a world which needs it. What holds you back? Ask yourself that. What does your reception of the Holy Spirit mean to you? And where are you with that Holy Spirit today?